0: For us! James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verse number 1 is where we will begin today as we're going to go through the book of James, amen? The book of James is all about faith. It's to instruct a Christian how to grow in their faith, how to live in their faith. So in James chapter 1 and verse number 1, the Bible says, James, a servant of God, And of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Notice how James puts God and Jesus on the same level. That's not just by chance, ladies and gentlemen. No, sir. No, ma'am. James is letting you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is on the same level as God Almighty. As many thought then and many think today that they are two separate beings, but no, the Bible says that they are the same. They are part of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are all three distinct, yet they are all three, one and all equal, one with another. And you say, wow, how can you even wrap your mind around that? Well, the truth is that you can't, but you're just going to have to take it by faith because if you could fully understand God, he would not be much of a God. Now, would he? If I could fully understand God with my little pea brain mind that I have, how in the world could he be God? Right? So verse number two, James chapter one, verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. Count it all joy, he says, When. Well, here's it's being surrounded. When he says fall into diverse temptations, he's talking about being surrounded by different trials. Um, The temptations, they're not allurements to sin, but they are tests of character and to help you grow. God wants you to grow. You know, if you're going to plant a garden in your backyard or out in the field, what's the very first thing you're going to have to do? Well, you're going to have to go in there and you're going to have to plow up and break up that soil so that new seeds could be planted and there would be fresh ground that those seeds could take root in. It would make it easier for the seed to grow if the ground was broken up. And the same with you and me, ladies and gentlemen, God may put you in a trial. He may allow a trial or he may cause a trial. That helps your faith to grow. And here James is saying, my brethren, count it all joy. And he says, when. Notice when he says, he says, when. He didn't say if or maybe or it might. No, he says when. That's a matter of fact. It's going to happen, is what he's trying to say. It's going to happen. You're going to fall into divers temptations. There's going to be all kinds of trials. But listen, holy trials or problems which are sent from God and which test the reality of our faith. They test us and they produced. Christ likeness if you respond in the right way if you keep the right attitude and the right heart and oh how easy it would be or it is to get bitter to get mad how can God allow this how could he let this happen how can this go on in my life when I'm doing everything I can to serve him and let me just tell you there's a lot of prosperity preachers out there and they think They preach health, wealth, and happiness, and God wants you to be happy, and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And yes, if you count martyrdom and persecution, and you having the chance and the ability to spread the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ... If you call that a blessed life, that's right. That's what he has for you. He does not promise that it will be easy in this life. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. The Bible says you will have trials. You will have problems. But here he's saying, count it all joy when you have these problems. Don't moan and groan and get mad. Count it all joy that God Almighty is testing your faith. God Almighty is wanting to grow your faith and your Christ-likeness. He's wanting to grow your patience, patience level. And the Christian life is filled with problems. It's not a matter of if you're going to have a problem. It's a matter of when. Notice what it says in verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations it's not a matter of if it's when it's gonna happen now listen do not do not do not compare yourself with another christian and say why am i going through this and they're not why does it seem like they have no problems why does it seem like they float above the clouds why does it don't compare yourself That's not God's plan for their life. You worry about God's plan on your life. The only person that you can control is you. The only thing that you can really control is your reactions to the things that happen. That's what you really have control of. You don't have control of your circumstances. No, they change daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, but the only thing you can control is your own self, your own spirit, and your own reactions, and that's what God wants you to control so that he can bring forth those good fruits, like that ground that was broken up. Listen, it's not easy on a plot of ground when you take a big tractor and plows, and you rip into that ground, and you tear in it, and you toil up the ground. Man, if if you watch a plow, it just looks painful because it is tearing into the earth. And what is it doing? It's softening up. It's softening the earth up so that the the good seeds can take growth. And when God puts his plow on you to break you up, to soften you so that he can plant those good seeds within you, that good good fruit may be brought forth. Amen? Not just any fruit, but God's fruit, spiritual fruit, And that's what he's talking about. That's why he says, count it all joy, because God wants to use you. God sees fit that I want to use this person's life. I want to use them. I even want to use their personality. God doesn't expect you to be somebody else. No, God wants you to be you. But he wants you to be the best version of you, the most Christ-like version of you. And so these problems, they come, they come uninvited and they come unexpectedly. They come whether you called for them or you tried to shoo them away, they still come. And sometimes they come as a single problem. You know, you might have one big single problem and you go, man, this is enough. I don't want no no more than this. Or you may have a small problem. My car breaks down. That would be a small problem. But then sometimes problems just come in droves, and it's relentless. It's like the sea waves beating on the shore. It just one, but after the other, after the other, after the other, and you think, God, am I ever going to get out of this? Lord, and most of the time... We want to do everything to stop that trial right then and right there. I mean, instead of riding it out, we want to, like a a skydiver jumping out of an airplane, let me off of this thing. I got to go. I got to get out of here. But listen, that's not going to do anything for your life. As a matter of fact, even if you jump out of that trial, God's just going to allow another one to come to complete that work within you. And so the best thing that you and I can do is learn to accept it and say, God, there's a reason for this. I don't understand it. I don't even like it, Lord, but I know that you are doing something within me. And these trials, they are inevitable. They are going to come. That's why he says, when ye fall into divers temptations, James does not say if, no, he says when it's going to happen. Amen. So we should say that we should say God has allowed this trial to come to me. He has a good purpose for this, for me, for in my life. And even if I don't know what the purpose is, I'm going to trust God that God is doing something in my life that that God is making me, shaping me, molding me, planting heavenly seeds within me. And so I am just going to be obedient to God. And listen, that is not easy, ladies and gentlemen. When things are going wrong and your house burns down and your car blows up and somebody runs you over and this happens, you get fired and everything in the world's going wrong and you go, God, where are you? Listen, God's there. I know with some trials in my life, I had so many trials and one big thing going on and I would cry out to God and it seems like he was nowhere to be found. Where are you, Lord? I'm doing my best to live for you. Where are you? But he's there every step of the way. If you can think of it like this, a loving parent training a child uh, and that child screaming and hollering and they know they want out of it and pick me up. But the parent looks down and says, I know that you're fine. You're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. You need to get a grip, and you need to work at it. And that parent stands over them with a loving posture ready to snatch them up if something truly bad was going to happen. And many times, that's how I've had to learn to see that God is that same way. He is there. He is standing over me. He was watching over me in my life and my family, and he's there watching over you. And we kick and we scream, and they, we say, you you got to get me out of this right now. We wonder, God, where are you? And listen, God is there watching over you, just like a loving parent that stands over a child and says, I'm here for you every step of the way. God is always there watching over his children. Amen. Look with me now in the next verse. James chapter 1, verse number 3. The Bible says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let's read that again. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Listen, Problems, problems are the price of progress. And you can attach that to anything in this life. If you're going to grow as a Christian, you're going to have problems. Why? Because there's progress going on. If a company goes, a big construction big construction company goes to build a building or Skyrise, listen, they're going to have unbelievable problems. But with with progress comes problems and just like this verse says knowing this that the trying listen what it says trying of your faith god is trying your faith he wants to make and to mold you he wants your faith to be so strong that you be like peter and you say i can step out on this water and walk on top of water with my savior amen the trying of your faith worketh patience. See, we don't like that. I mean, here in America, we're, we're so spoiled. We get upset if there's too many people in the drive-thru at the fast food joint. We go, what in the world is the problem, Kim? We just move this along. I've got to go. Don't they know I have places to go? We are in such a hurry. And God doesn't want that. You see, without problems, we would never develop endurance. Without problems, we would never develop endurance. What does a good athlete do to get in shape? Each and every day they go out and they run, they lift weights, and they build up their endurance. See, they don't get out there and play a full-blown football game just getting up off the couch. I've been sitting on the couch all year. Well, I'm going to get up and play a full-blown NFL football game. No, they wouldn't last five minutes because they don't have no strength and they don't have no endurance. They haven't worked up to it. They haven't put in the work to get there. Amen? And the Bible talks about the life, this Christian life is running a race. And God wants to build up that endurance in you. And the only way that is going to happen is with problems, is with trials, is with diverse temptations. When all kind of trials is coming at you, that builds endurance. You see, resistance makes you grow in strength. Resistance makes you stronger. Example would be a bodybuilder. The more weight that they lift, the more resistance that they have, the bigger those muscles grow. But if they were lifting a two-pound weight all the time, would those muscles grow? Would they get any bigger? No. Each and every time, they constantly add more weight and more weight. And more weight so that their body will grow. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, that's a simple analogy, but it is the same in the spiritual life. God may allow one little problem and one little bit bigger problem and one little bit bigger problem. What is he doing? He is developing you. He is growing your endurance. He is growing your strength. He is putting resistance in your path to make you grow stronger. Why? So that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. That he is Really building you up And so many times we see those trials As man I just can't take it I got to get out of this you got to let me go Lord where are you it's like you're not even here I don't hear from you I keep calling on you and you're not there And the whole time God is standing over you Going I have my hand Upon your life if you'll but Trust me and obey me And step out in faith and you will Build that endurance amen Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh Patience worketh patience and that's something that does not come naturally we are not born with it it doesn't come built in no we are naturally impatient we naturally want to like a little baby throw a fit throw a sucker in the dirt scream and holler because i want it right now but that's not what god wants God wants to build you up in godly character and godly Christ-likeness. And the only way that is going to happen is with problems. It's with resistance. It makes you grow stronger. It develops you as a Christian. It makes you more Christ-like. If you will respond to it the way God wants you to respond to it, and don't get bitter, don't get mad, don't accuse God, don't blame God, don't blame other people, but know this, that God, you have allowed this in my life to shape, make, and mold me so that I may run the race, amen, of that Christian life. And listen to me there are other people watching as you are going through these trials, and there is no stronger testimony than when a person is going through hard times, and they say, no matter what happens, I'm going to trust God. I got cancer. I'm not going to live. I'm going to trust God. My spouse is not going to make it. I'm going to trust God. My house burnt down. I'm going to trust God. I got fired from my job. I'm going to trust God. God said he's going to be there each and every day, every step of the way but will you trust him because that's what he's doing in your life he's wanting you to grow as a Christian and we get so hung up on these things that really don't matter so if I lose my job so what if I lost my house so what I'll have one in glory that I'll never never be lost it can't never get burned up can't never get repossessed or taken away amen storing up those riches in heaven this life is so temporary we get so fixated on these things I gotta have have a good bank account. I got to have a nice home. I got to have a good job. Really? Do you? Now, those things are nice. I'm not taking away from them, but they should not be the priority in your life. Serving the Lord Jesus Christ should be at the front and foremost of your life, winning other people to Christ. And listen, when you walk through that trial, people say, you know what? Man, they trust God with everything that they have. It doesn't matter what happens to them. They're going to trust the Lord there is no greater stronger testimony than that the strongest testimony i've ever seen is when somebody gets cancer and they are dying but yet it doesn't really faze them they say yeah i would like to live but i trust god and i'm going home i'm going to be with the lord man there is there is no stronger testimony than that like when paul he, he saw the first person get martyred, the first deacon get martyred, Stephen. He was stoned to death. And pa- the apostle Paul was there. He was known as Saul at that time. And they stoned this man to death. They hurled rocks at him and busted his head open until he was dead. And Saul, watched this. And the last dying prayer, Stephen said, that man said his father Lay not this to their charge. Forgive them the same thing that Jesus said on that cross. What a powerful testimony. Can you imagine that? As you're killing a man and he asks God God to forgive you for what you're doing to him. Man, if that don't get your attention, nothing will. It got Saul's attention and that can get people's attention in your life when you trust God. When bad things happen, and no matter what, good things happen, bad things happen, you trust the Lord Jesus Christ, and you give him all the glory, and you know that God has a purpose for this trial in my life. Even if I don't fully understand what it is, I'm going to fully trust God with it. Amen? Look with me now in the next verse. James chapter 1, verse number 4. But let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I want you to notice there's some lets in there, but let. That's on you. That is your part. You can mark that down, circle it, highlight it, whatever you need to do. But notice this: that little verse, that little word, let L-E-T, that is your part. But let. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, we'll rush to get a quick fix to get out of that trial, instead of allowing the test of the trial to complete the work that God has for it in us. And that's what that verse is saying. You've got to let it. Don't fight it. Don't do everything to get out of it, but allow that to make and to mold you and make those changes in your heart. Amen? And you can do it. It is a choice. I know that when I got COVID, I was in the hospital for seven days and that's the sickest I've ever been in my life. The first two days, I didn't really know if I was going to make it because I could not breathe. I could not catch a breath. But after a couple of days, I realized that God, even if you take my life, I trust you. I trust you. No matter what you do, if we go left, down, upright, whatever you're going to allow to happen, God, I trust you. And I can tell you that the peace of God came over me like I have never felt in my whole life. And if I'd have died right then, I'd have been okay with it because I gave it all to God. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I may not like this situation. I don't like being in the hospital. Nobody can see me. My own wife can't visit me. But God, you've got a reason for this, and I'm going to allow it to do its work in my life, even if it kills me. Amen. And I can tell you, the peace of God came over me and I had such a calmness about me to know that, man, God has got this. No matter what happens, God's, if I die, God's going to take care of my family. If I die, God's going to put a good godly influence in my son's life to be a father figure to him. If I die, God's going to watch over the rest of my family. Oh, what a peace God can give you when you let, you just let him and say, God, I let you. It's all yours anyways. I'm just holding on to nothing. I'm holding on to my own will is what I'm truly doing. I'm holding on to my own wants is what I'm truly doing instead of letting go and letting God, because listen, no problem is too great for our father. Uh, Some problems in this life may not ever give, remove, ladies and gentlemen. God may never heal you from whatever it is that you have. God may never heal your family member from whatever it is you have. Then again, he might. He might cause a miraculous healing or send you to the right doctor, to the right person. But listen, there are some things in this life that will never be removed and you have got to let God and realize that there's a peace in that, that God, I may suffer to my last breath, but for whatever reason, whatever reason, God, I am going to trust you with it. Amen.
1: We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200 352-247-9200 That's 352-247-9200 Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352 897 3507. That's 352 897 3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.